Guys, it's me, Hal, from the Nation of Conversation. If you enjoy the show and you want merch, let's just talk about merch for a second here. Merch is integral to wrestling. We all know this. Mm. You want Tights and Fights merch. Mm. You're crying for it all the time. You say, please, well. give me the merch. I'm going to tell you what to do. And I don't tell anybody else. It's just for you. So pull your headphones very close. Oh, now you listen. Now it's real easy. Oh, Julian just made my day. Mm-hmm. This just got real. Mm, real sexy. So I want you to leave that review. Oh, believe me, I already went. And you can be just like Skylander Champion. Ooh. Who says this is the greatest trio in the wrestling podcast world. He's a champion of the sky. And I think the trio you're talking about is us, you, and Apple Podcasts. And that sweet-ass review you're leaving for us right now. Me pod et toi. So do what Mike just said. <laughs> that was something. It was amazing. And, and do you it. loved it and you felt it inside and then outside. Pois. All right, here's the episode. Tights and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Daniel and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and The Giants theme song. He didn't really have one, so this is it. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the man of a thousand and one howls, Hal Lublin. Take that, Dean Malenko. I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the first lady of pod wrestling, Danielle Radford. Oh, hello. And the genre hoppin', collar poppin', Mike Eagle. Yep. I, I uh, hopped a genre on the way over here. How many genres do you usually hop? Yeah. Um, six and a half. I kind of wish this was a game where it was like, how many genres could Mike Eagle hop? But mm-hmm. it's just you like bouncing from like rap, comedy, yep. wrestling podcast, rap, comedy, wrestling my, podcast. My agent calls me a, a multi-hyphenate and then I giggle. I t- I look, <laughs> I've been telling y'all multi-hyphenate is a thing. Mm-hmm. Y'all look at me crazy. I think it's- But some of us- It's secretly a sexual orientation. Look, literally everyone in this booth. Is a multi-hyphenate. Mm-hmm. We all are. Get on boards. <laughs> Get on boards. Each of our hyphenates. I've never felt this power. <laughs> Andre the Giant's other theme. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Later on in the show, our own Lindsay Kelk will chat with Brittany Young, one of the stars from Netflix series Glow, coming oh. to Netflix on June 29th. So excited. Is that right, Julian? That's right. Look at those glasses. Uh-oh. Such a well put together guy. Let me guy. turn around and get a look at him. I just oh, love this friendly boy. courtship we have going. This is very good. You, how many push-ups oh! did you knock out today? Uh, enough. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> look how modest. It's an all-glasses podcast today. Corrective lenses. That's right. Let's get right to Raw. Finn Balor and Braun Strowman have been paired up a lot as partners and opponents this month leading up to Money in the Bank. To what extent should they be mixing it up with everybody else in the match? Does it feel too isolated when they separate the stories out this way in the build? Uh, it's cool. I mean, it, it gives them something to play off of in a match so that the spots don't seem completely random. Right. So that's good. So if, if there is a moment between them, it'll have somewhat of an emotional investment. Yeah. 
I do like this pairing. I like the kind of David versus Goliath, hashtag David and Goliath are friends sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Unfortunately, to, to talk about something that Mike has talked about often and which I have... Um, we've been in, I have been in denial or I have not accepted or I have been waiting for it to happen. Welcome home. <laughs> Braun Strowman has a very defined character. Finn Balor, as is on the current res- roster, <sighs> his character is what I, I love him. Hear you. I love him. I it's think okay he's great. I love him. I love him. I think he's great. We all like him. He's a good per. He's a, he's good, a good person. Person and, and a, a good wrestler. Wrestler and Legos are awesome. The writers <laughs> need to do better work in establishing who Finn is, aside from the fact that he's not big. Do you think it would be possible, and would you be able to do this from a fantasy perspective? If I gave you. A list of everybody on the roster, hmm. not NXT, hmm. main roster of both shows. Do you think you would be able to cut it down to a manageable size and have all those people on both shows? So you're uh, doubling everybody? the exposure. Yeah. You think oh. you'd be able to cut enough people to get down to. Wait, wait, wait. So what's, what's the goal? The goal would be take the full roster of SmackDown, uh-huh. full roster of Raw, mm-hmm. and make cuts to get rid of people until you have, an, until you have a, a, a decent sized roster. That can appear on both shows. Oh, so both no more shows. of this fucking brand split, which to me is to me has been a failure. I will I would I would categorize it as a failure at this point. I get that people are getting more uh for me as a fan, it is a failure because there was a point in which it wasn't, but now it's yeah, being there there less. is only one world championship you ever really see. There's only one. I, I don't even know. I don't remember It almost feels like this is an excuse for it's like, well, it's okay, the Brock's never around. I Which and I do still like the idea of like the champion on the mountain or like the whatever, but at least come down off the mountain every like two months. It's it's mean, and the belt doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything yet. I don't. Really existed, I, I disagree because right now in this build to Money in the Bank, literally everybody on the roster is wrestling for a chance to get a briefcase to cash in for that title. Not for that one necessarily. Yeah, you but cash in for the SmackDown belt. I could, but the the raw roster that we're watching, they're all competing right. to be in Money in the Bank, and all of the stories, even the people, like even like Roman and Gender, who aren't even in it anymore, like their storyline started with them competing for Money in the Bank matches. So the title is the gravity holding everything together. There, yeah. we just don't see it. Look, pay that man for a week of yeah. shoots yeah. and shoot a bunch of stuff with him. That's just him that you could pepper in anywhere. Because right now, the the presentation. Whether this is true or not doesn't even matter. But the presentation yeah, keep makes reminding me that he's because it, it makes force. it it makes it look like Brock doesn't give a fuck, which is probably yes. true. But they don't have yeah. to present it that way because they have options. Yeah, because they have a billion dollars. Just show yeah. me a video of him throwing the belt into his garage. Something that's what I want. Like I yeah. want I want that thing from Brock where he's like, "Leave me alone, please. I just want to get this money. I want to take care of my farm. I want to farm my milk. I want to take care of my family. Farm I my milk. Was, yeah. I want to make Hashtag it farm my milk. Listen, I want to be able to eat as many Mrs. Field cookies as I want that's without right. having terrible stomach problems later. I, I like your, I like cookie dreams. <laughs> yeah, cookie dream. Hashtag cookie dreams. Mm-hmm. Hashtag <laughs> Seth Rollins got himself disqualified from his IC title defense against Jinder Mahal and then got knocked out with Elias's guitar. Do you think this is a sustainable long-term summer feud? 
And oh, yeah. would you get confused seeing them in the ring next to one another? That's really funny. They are very. Uh... It's like somebody blew air into Seth Rollins. <laughs> no, look, one of them has a guitar. That's true. <laughs> and a wrist bandana. And the other one dresses like a Power Ranger. Yes. One of them... Go, go, Sethy Ranger. One of them dresses like a former Power Ranger yes. that fell on hard times. Yeah. <laughs> you leave Tommy out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ronda Rousey will fight Nia Jax. Speaking of bullies! For the Raw Women's Settled a few weeks. Yeah, sorry, I give up. I give up. I give up on Nia Jax. Uh, on any on caring about her character in any way, Uh-oh. I just want to see her in the ring. Oh, y'all need to see Danielle. She, she is beca- right now. no. This is this is booking. This is not her. Oh, she Danielle. Julie, no, you say no, no, no. I would don't... you say it is fair? I'm a little to, concerned. She is in danger of becoming oh, the big show of the women's division. In that she oh, constantly turns. So the logic many times is compelling that it doesn't matter what her alignment is. Oh, Daniel's turning purple. It's just defined by whoever she's facing, and that doesn't benefit her in the ah, long run. She's biting through her purse. Is that is that fair to say? If, if please disagree, you know I'm not saying how it is. I, th- it hurts me. I want more for her I don't think she ever should have been a baby face I think that was a mistake oh sounds solid wrong what say you Danielle Danielle oh sorry somebody need to give me a new mouth guard (laughs) (laughs) and I need to wipe off my brow (laughs) I'm in the corner it's fine (laughs) we're gonna get through this Radford it's a safe safe space (sighs) She should never have been made a face. And if she was, her entire thing should not have been anti-bullying, which I've said a million times. Right. She should have been a monster. A monster, a monster. Nia Jax is now a monster. Don't do a baby face with a message. If as soon as somebody with a bigger draw comes around, you're like, so fuck you. You're just keep her a heel. It's not like y'all didn't know that Ronda Rousey was coming. We were pleasantly surprised at Ice Cream Christmas because Ronda came through. Weren't her we? Thing, so. Weren't we? And also, Nia is a great competitor. She's just not a great, like, force of leadership in the match. And She's not going to call the match. She's, she's not a yeah, ring right. general. And, and and that's fine. She's new. It happens as you get older. Also, Ronda Rousey, not a ring general. So it, it, it's basically like the same two, in this point, two chicks. It's the same mm. two chicks fighting against each other, but one of them is Barbara Wawa. <laughs> Oh, let's take a look at some funny non sequitur moments from both shows. Let's cleanse the palate. I hate that I'm being so negative on the show. I really try to like keep my positive you, face. You know what? I think it's good to be positive. I think it's detrimental to conversation in general to be positive just to be positive. Like we've right. got to recognize as fans what we like, what we don't, and be able to express that in a civil way. Have a convers like I I enjoy there's something I didn't like to present it, and hopefully someone will have something that is counter we can have a conversation about and it. And I would love as that. As opposed to like, fuck you, Hal. You don't, <laughs> you should, you get with the program. Let's talk about some fun stuff. We've got the B-Team barbecue. Oh boy. And the Naomi versus Lana dance-off. Mm, Welcome must, back to the Attitude Era. Must be a holiday week. Where we dance, where the ladies must dance for our entertainment. And everyone loves a food fight. And everybody loves a food fight. They wasted so many baked beans. 
<laughs> and so much of our time. Which one? Which one was salvageable? Dance. Yes, I agree. Salvageable. Dance was salvageable. At, at, what was your? What is your reason why? My it's take for why the dance is salvageable is because of both of them. And I tweeted about it last night because I was like, I'm so confused. It could have been worse. It wasn't as like gratuitously butt shaking. They both got to do their things, and it's. I will always stand for a kid and play kickstep, even if it ends in betrayal. <laughs> but, but see, yeah, and that, that, to me, like, my concern wasn't really the quality of the dancing at all. But I liked that at the end, something actually happened that advanced an angle. Something mm-hmm. actually yeah. happened. Like, there was, it, some, it, it was, wasn't just rhino throwing exact, around bologna sandwiches. Right, it was for, which it someone could have eaten purpose. that. That is real food. Somebody should have. There's there's a way you could have done that joke where you didn't waste as much food. Or they could have just not done it. Or you could have put a wrestling there. Yeah. Or you could have done something where it's like... Put a wrestling. Like put a little that, wrestling on it. Put, put a little wrestling on it. You could have had them do something where they just like called everyone up and gave them like, hey, so we made you your favorite meal and give them like one food item or something instead of like wasting vats of food that could, I don't know... It rubbed me really weird. Yeah. Raw had a women's gauntlet match for inclusion. That last spot in the women's Money in the Bank, which was won by Sasha Banks. Mickey James looked great. The match was confusing for me because the gauntlet match is usually set up to get somebody really, really over. Mm-hmm. And it started like it was going to get Bailey really, really over. And then she lost. And then it got Ruby Riot kind of over for a minute and then she lost and then Sasha won but not in a way that put her over it was it was it was weird didn't it seem like Bailey was gonna have more time in the ring I mean the setup was there Bailey obviously it felt like this was gonna be one of those things where it's like well Bailey is gonna go into the end and that's gonna be like she's gonna show her medal and then Sasha will come out at the end and then they'll do their Sasha and Bailey thing I think that even if we see a match between them at SummerSlam where one of them clean pins the other one, none of us are going to think it's over. You know? Right. Like, we're we're, we're so used to seeing this drag on for months. How do you end this? It's a fight forever, and that's fine, but it's also like... But they got to fight once first, right? Before they can fight (laughs) forever. On the main roster, they've got to actually do the thing. I know! Let's briefly touch on NXT. One of the biggest stories has been Ciampa luring Gargano into a street fight. It's still a super hot angle. Do we feel like Candice LeRae is being used as a prop here? Does she, to what extent does she enhance this story? And and even if she does, does it come at the expense of her getting over as an individual in her own right? Or does everybody, everybody who's touching this, is everybody who's touching this getting a rub? It's a good story. Yeah. So I won't ever say that like it's not a good story. I think as someone, if you followed her career, you're always going to be disappointed at a certain point that it's not just her yeah. beating up. Dudes. You know what I her mean? Her beating up dudes. Like, because you know, that's what not... that's the way that she made her name on the indies was wrestling dudes. Right. So f- for her in particular, this particular positioning is not the best use of her. And not that they would have her wrestling dudes full-time in NXT anyway, but it's just like if you do know her story. I want her to be fucking ripping through everyone. I don't want her to be... I understand Stand By Your Man. It's a good storyline. Make her China where it's like, none of y'all can beat me, and also I stand by my man. Yeah. Right. Make her a wrecking house. That's what I want. And maybe we're getting there. Is that like a home wrecker? (laughs) I do trust it. It's the opposite. (laughs) Mm. Um, I do trust NXT, so I'm waiting to see where this goes. 
Let's go to 205 Live, where Cedric Alexander finally broke the curse, retaining the Cruiserweight Championship in his hometown. Well, glory be. Of course, the match was a total banger. And, of course, the was crowd it? was half dead. How, no, how do no, you... No, 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 they weren't. No, they I don't know. I have my... Okay. Oh, did you see this match? I saw some of it. <laughs> no, it was a really, it was a really good match. No, no, I know match. it was a good match. I'm not no, saying it no, wasn't the crowd a good match. Was, the crowd, the crowd was but are they the crowd that they deserve? Yes, Would they have a better crowd, crowd at a different live. time? This is awesome. 205 chance for the full thing. Like it was a total right. match. Now, 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 wait. I'm, right. I'm going to disagree at saying it was the full thing. I think ah. that I think that they, these two guys worked really hard and got people into the match. So right. by the end, for sure, Which is everybody when you want was them with it. Fully invested, I would think. Right, but but, but I think Hal's point about them having to work against those things is still kind of valid too. No, no, they know, always yeah. will. Like they they will always have to work against it. But it is to their credit that by the end of it, the crowd was incredibly invested. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I'm not arguing that it's to their credit or anything. I'm saying, is there any way to get it to the point? Look at NXT. They're chanting NXT at the beginning of the show, yeah. not just the end. You know why? They're excited. The show's about to happen. Two o five live. It starts. And you're like, oh god, I'm gonna have a drive home after this. I just watched nine hundred hours of wrestling live. Even I've reached my point. And and it's it's even more to the credit of of Murphy and Cedric Alexander that they were able to get the crowd to god, to Murphy, chant. Who knew? But like, uh, but NXT is taped, and they're actually telling them to chant NXT while they're going. Well, they go but, but, but also, to me, it's, as it's a the fan, same, it's the same. You know, uh, it's <clears> the same <throat> audience. It's the same yeah. crowd. I do think it can be different, and I think it's. I love two hundred five live, but for a lot of people, they still look at it in the same way they look at like superstars. Except to superstars, if it happened later, and I, I don't know how to fix that because that that was a great match, and they totally got everyone over. I'm almost like I wish there was a way they could tape it before. I don't think I don't think the positioning of the show in terms of whatever show it's taped with is the problem. I think the problem mm-hmm. is that this show has been around. For like two years now, and it's got probably 12, 13, 15 people on the roster, and none of them are over. I think that's the problem. Like, if you look at NXT, people chant NXT because they care about that product, and they care about that product because they've seen like stars develop there. Like, there's no stars of 205 Live. To be fair, when it comes to NXT and the difference between that and 205 Live, and there are, 205 Live also has a bunch of indie people that moved over, but like, Indie, indie people. Like, it's a big, big deal when you move from the indies to NXT. But I mean, before that, even. Yeah. You know, like, uh, before they were even doing they had the more whole of a indie reputation thing. Of, of developing stars. And, and, you, and you saw, you saw, they gave characters the time and, and opportunity to get over. You know, like well, Cedric is getting Cedric is getting that right now. I don't I think say. Cedric's getting over. That's the thing. I think Cedric puts on great matches. I don't think Cedric is getting over. But like right. the the whole crowd thing, I don't even think that's an issue anymore. Like I know there are people leaving, but the people that are staying are totally into it. I don't think that's been an issue since they rebooted it and kind of like did the whole tournament thing. Drake Mavericks in charge. And second thing, I think that 205 and NXT are both trying to do completely different things with what they're trying to present. I think that the smaller roster means that they are trying to do three-part sport, one-part entertainment. 
that's why you're seeing less character and everything is in service of like them treating it like it's an MMA promo versus like, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna beat this guy up and I'm gonna do this. They're just kind of sitting back and they're talking about the magic that, hands. That's absolutely true, but I think the the situation you end up with when they're taking that approach is that all those guys are disposable. They're all replaceable. Like mm. you don't notice if somebody's not there and you know, and if they get replaced by somebody, it, it there's no impact. Like they have to give some guys, some rooms, some house, like some way to get over or else like when I miss that show, I'm not going to feel like I missed anything. I still miss Neville for the record. That's I real. Still... Neville, Neville yeah. was over. Yeah. Neville was over. Neville was over. Where yeah. is he? Get collecting what a check. What happened? He's collecting a check. Newcastle. Still? No, no, no. It can't still be still. He's still, he's still on contract. Mm-hmm. He's still getting money. I miss you, Neville. Just like tap three times if you're okay. <laughs> tap three times on the internet if you want me. Oh. Fist on the pipe. Ding, ding. If you want to move on to SmackDown, Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan were set to have a match before Big Cass was added to make it a triple threat. Fuck that shit. Uh, Not a bad match. Not a bad match, but why? Why? What? Trying to make us pay for it? That's one of those ones where I'm like, I'm so ready for more Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe. I'm so ready for it that, like... All right, fine. If you want to throw in some cast, just don't. I don't want that to be the main course. Put a little cast on it. <laughs> Put a little cast on it. <laughs> uh, there was another good match. We wow. got the Bar plus the Miz versus the New Day. Mm. Big E picking up the win. God damn, that match was good. That was so good. Shit. Big E's the one who should be going to the ladder match, right? If he's going to win. <sighs> who? Honestly, I. I, I I, I, look, a win for me is a win for three. Um, I will take any of them because obviously Biggie, Biggie is amazing. Um, Kofi could also destroy a ladder match. How much fun would Kofi be? I would rather not be Kofi. Hopping in between, really? Yeah, me too. I, I wouldn't mind hopping in between ladders. I think that could be fun. Woods has been doing some of the best work of his career. I could literally yep. see any of them doing it right now. I could see right now any of them except Kofi. I, I love really? all three of them. I feel like... Uh, well, here from a storyline perspective, this is what this is what is appealing to me. One is Big E gets the briefcase, turns on the other two members of the New Day. I don't starts want to sing. <laughs> Danielle's face. Oh, I wish y'all could have seen it. Don't you want Baby Bird out of the nest? No, I want them all to be a really powerful stable, and then they all get their own chances to go out and do their own thing. But then they come back together. They can come back together later. I don't want. Look, I I love all three of them. I think they're all great. This has been a wonderful run. I'm just going to go ahead and say that if y'all get rid of Black Unity forever, I'm going to cry. I think we we should all shed a tear when yeah. it happens, but it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm not going to prepare for it. I'm going to keep my heart soft. <clears throat> Do oh. it. Okay. Do it. Good luck. We'll be here to catch you when you fall. That's what we're here for. When the rain starts to pour. <laughs> All right, very quickly before we end this segment, let's run through the participants in each of the Money of the Bank ladder matches and just make a hot pick for who we think is going to win. So on the men's side, we have Samoa Joe, one member of the New Day, The Miz, Rusev, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Bobby Roode, and Kevin Owens. Who's your your gut pick? Samoa Joe. Kevin Owens. Uh, Same dude. (laughs) Jim Shorts for the win. I'm gonna go. I'm going with the Miz. <laughs> going with the Miz. Ooh. I'm going with the Miz. I that think is it's, a good pick. It's mm-hmm. time for two-time MITB. Uh, and, we haven't had one in a while. And also, if he's starting to tape his new reality show, which I cannot wait for. 
Yes, that's right. I cannot wait. Uh, for Ms. and Mrs.? Oh, boy. <laughs> Women's side is Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, Ember Moon, Lana, Naomi, Natalia, and Alexa Bliss. Jesus that's Christ. way harder. Alexa Bliss. Nice. I can see it. I can, I see, can it. see it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Sasha. They are. They did do a lot to mm. build her up in that last match to make her. But this might be another thing where it's like, again, I, I Sasha is not in the stunts wise, but in the I'm going to endure. She is the Kofi of these like big women's matches now where it's like, yeah, like she's going to somehow make it until the end and then get hella pinned. Yeah. I will point out the only two people on this list who have never won the championship are Ember Moon and Lana. And um, Lana, they seem wow. ready to strap a rocket to her. I wouldn't be surprised if she got it. If so she does, it'll a be a very opportunist. It'll be while Sasha and Charlotte are like beating the crap out of each other and bleeding. Then all of a sudden Lana comes up. I don't see them positioning Lana to be. I know That's she's. That's why they'll do it. Gosh, you're right. <laughs> but <laughs> logic. Ember, I think oh. it's going to. I think we've got another year before they. She doesn't they need a briefcase. Change that gimmick. Yeah. Change that gimmick. I like it. Contacts out. Yeah. Contacts, contacts out. out. But keep the Mortal Kombat gimmick. No. Sun's out. Contacts out. Who are your picks for money in the bank? Let us know about them at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter and Instagram. Up next, Lindsay Kelk joins us with a special guest to tell us more about Netflix's glow coming June 29th to a Netflix near you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we're the hosts of Everything's Everything's Coming Coming Up Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Every episode, we cover a different episode of The Simpsons um, that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright. I got a D minus, I passed! And we've also had people that are on the Max Fun Network already. Homer wearing that golf outfit is I so funny. It. And there's, when he gets super into golf, he's wearing the golf hat in, in bed. bed. We've had Weird Al Yankovic on the show. I was just uh, struck by how sharp the writing is. I mean, that's yeah. no surprise because it's The Simpsons, but... But, I mean, like, you can't say that about a lot, a, lot of, a lot of TV shows, particularly ones that at that point had been on the air for 14 years. Find us on MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Smell you later. Hey, you, with the headphones. Just between you and me, the Max Fun store just got some of that sweet, sweet new merchant stock. You know, that merch from your favorite Max Fun shows? Could be posters, tote bags, shirts, stickers, patches, aprons. We got it all. Well, we got a lot. Point is, there's some new stuff. Go to maxfunstore.com. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. Welcome to Tights and Fights. I'm Lindsay Kelk, tagging in for a special conversation on our show. Because on June 29th, the Netflix series Glow returns with a brand new season. All of your favorite gorgeous ladies of wrestling will be back, including Zoya the Destroyer, Liberty Bell, and, would you even believe it, Carmen Wade, who also is known as Machu Picchu. They call me Machu Picchu, the Peruvian fortress, strong and proud. I'm a good guy. Girl. I'm a girl. Carmen not only knows Pachu Pichu, she's also played by Brittany Young, who is kind enough to be with here today. Hi. <laughs> I like that. That should be our entrance music. Yeah, I wanted to woo while yeah. you were talking, but I decided no, not I to. No, I would do it. Yeah. Like, woo! 
It's the former very professional. <laughs> and I want to know more about that. Because so, I am obviously from a land where cheerleading is not a thing. Oh. Yeah. I, I didn't know. really realize that. I know. And it's the thing we grow up being like obsessed with, but not having. Well, I would believe that because my boyfriend is from Ireland oh. and we went to a game and he booed. <laughs> and I like looked at him and was like, <gasps> and he was like, what? I was like, I'm a former cheerleader. You never boo. And oh. he like couldn't grasp that. Yeah, the first Concept. time I went to a sports, a sports, a sports ball a, game. A sports ball game. Football. I went to we a, like sports. a soccer game. Yeah, <laughs> soccer. I can't even say it. I went to a football game when I lived in New York, and everyone was so positive and friendly, and I yeah. was aghast. Like, where is the hateful, hateful chanting? Yeah, I mean, it comes when something bad happens for your team, but yeah, it's, it's much calmer. It's way too friendly and yeah. enthusiastic. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, luckily we're going to talk about wrestling. Yeah, so there's less of that. I was about to say uh, a lot less of that. <laughs> there really is. Um, but welcome to Tights and Fights. <gasps> Thanks. Thank you for being here. We're not cheerleading. <laughs> we'll do it at the end. I was about to say. Maybe we can put together a little routine. It might something happen. Something a bit. Bring it on. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Uh, we have a bunch of questions. We have so many questions for you. Now we have you trapped in this quiet dark room where no one can hear you scream. (laughs) Um, First question is, uh, this is kind of like behind Before Glow. So you were involved in production work, the Mm -hmm. production side of TV before you were acting. Uh, Did you always want to be an actress or did you really want to be an accounting clerk? (laughs) (laughs) Zing! No. (laughs) Guys, don't worry. Inside joke. Um... (laughs) Growing up, I was really obsessed with film and TV, and I always wanted to be an actor. Specifically, wanted to be, I don't know if you, Raven Simone oh from my God, like yes. the Cosby Show, yep. That's So Raven. I wanted to be like the triple threat. I wanted to mm-hmm. sing, I wanted to dance, I wanted to act. And growing up, I tried to trace those dreams, but then like basically getting to high school and realizing I need to either go to college or get a job afterwards, yep. I panicked. And was like, what can I do that's still within the field of film and television, but maybe will set me up a little bit better than waiting tables? So I went to film school Mm -hmm. at USC and basically on graduation came out with a whopping $60,000 worth of student (gasps) loans. Yes, working those off. Um, Luckily, went home to uh, Alaska and a movie was coming up there for the summer and they were looking for people to be in the production office sent in my resume and I got hired and started kind of bouncing from job to job within the production world for about seven years until mm-hmm. it was like, all right, I, I got to start <laughs> going enough after. Enough is enough. Yeah, enough is enough. Those loans aren't getting smaller. Yeah. Let's just do it. Yeah. What was the first acting role that you that you took on? The first acting role I did, um, it, this is a two-part answer. Uh, <laughs> I did a web series called yes. Animede that um, actually can be found on the app Everybody Loves Digital. Nice. Um, but my first professional job, paying job, mm-hmm. was actually on um, a comedy show on True TV called Those Who Can't, where I played Little Debbie, who was a JV volleyball phenom on steroids. That's amazing. Yeah, she was great. <laughs> I was like, that's what I'll be doing this evening. I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, half the fight. Oh, yes. I mean, not, I'm sure not as nearly as much fun as when you were an accounting clerk, but still. No. I mean, accounting clerk on an Oliver Stone movie, I mean, that right. was... Dreams come true. Ugh, come to just... Hollywood where all your dreams Seriously, will come I could have wrote a pilot about just working on that show. I mean, this time. 
Yeah. Let's, let, we can do oh, that. Yeah. So. yeah. After the cheerleading. Routine and pilot. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Uh, your character, Carmen, in the show is born into a wrestling, uh, I was going to say dynasty. Sorry, Ooh. everyone. Dynasty. dynasty. Slash dynasty. I'm just worried that pronouncing it wrong will affect my citizenship nah. application. So nah. I'm going to correct myself. Um, her brothers and her father were always in the ring. And obviously they weren't so keen on her being in the ring. Did you grow up with any wrestling awareness at all? I'm assuming that your family, you're not going to tell me now that your family were actually wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, actually, this is an autobiographical part. Uh, Everyone's going to hate me, but I've been very honest in saying this in every interview. I thought wrestling was fake growing Mm -hmm. up, and I didn't understand why people would want to watch other people hurting themselves. It's the same reason why I don't enjoy boxing or MMA. Um, It wasn't really until I got the part and met Chavo Guerrero Jr., who's our wrestling coordinator, and he basically showed us what wrestling really is. And that's when I started falling in love with it. I mean, now, like, when we're not wrestling and we're shooting, like, I get antsy. And I'm like, I need to get in the ring. <laughs> like, I got to do some moves. Um, or even now, like, I'll see stuff like watching, like, we were talking earlier about, like, watching WWR Raw, yes. Lucha Underground. Like, watching those things, I'll be in my head and be like, I want to do that. Yeah. And then I have to think, oh, it's not 1980s appropriate, <laughs> so I probably can't do oh, it. Oh, man, yeah. You want to do a Neteora off the top rope. And like, no. Duh. No. God damn it. Sorry. Um, you're a big fan of Lucha. You just mentioned yeah. Lucha. So, uh, like, who are your favorites right now? Well, <laughs> I know I'm going to get picked on for this, but, oh, and Helico. Oh, when he jumped off, like, what is Dario's? office and like broke yeah like broke his leg whatever he did that was amazing um the mac if i could wrestle any wrestler right now it would be the mac i've seen him in person he's crazy athletic like just like not even a just a great athlete and wrestler he's so entertaining like he really takes the mac character and like makes it big and makes it his own um but yeah and of course you know marty elias is our a uh, ring technician, and he's their senior referee. So anytime he's in the ring, I'm like, go, Marty! <laughs> Even <laughs> though he can't win. He's the ref. <laughs> he always wins. He always wins. Yeah, that must it was have been insane. incredible. Yeah. To go from not having any sort of wrestling awareness at all to wrestling Kia. I mean, you've done a oh, bunch of stuff with her, yes. too. You've probably done the most with her, right? Yes. And how is that? How does that feel from, not, it, from zero to 100? <laughs> <it's, laughs> I think sometimes, honestly, I have to pinch myself. And I think I have to pinch myself because... She and Chavo put so much trust in me. Yeah. Um, When the writers came out and kind of told Chavo who they wanted to be matched up against each other for the finale of season one, they were like, who do you think could go up against Kia? And he was like, Brit. And I was just like, okay. And he came and pulled me aside before they officially told us who we were going against. And he was like, hey, in the production meeting, the words were, we want to unleash Kia. And I was, I said, Brit can do it. And I was like, okay, cool. And I feel like, specifically in that match, we did unleash Kia. She yeah. is amazing in that fight. It's so great. And her character is just so funny and so smart. But at the same time, she really does want you to shine as well. And like when we were choreographing that, she's like, okay, great. What can you do or what do you want to do that we can put in here? And I think that's one of the things I love about wrestling where it's like, it really is not a single sport. It's a team sport. Yeah. And how did it feel when you, when you actually found out who Kia was? Oh my God. How was that? Was that kind of a mind? It was, we definitely went through, I went through a black hole of YouTube videos, just YouTubing (laughs) Awesome Kong and Karma. Like 
it's insane. But I think it's also very inspiring because, you know, Kia is a bigger girl as well. And to see that she could do these things and be powerful and strong and also take care of her partner. Yeah were things that I really latched onto. And throughout the whole season, and even now, I go up to her and I'm like, hey, like, I'm kind of worried about this or I'm nervous. What do you do? And she's taught me a lot of little inner tricks. I mean, she's taught all of us, but I feel like me specifically. She's been like, who cares? You could be 500 pounds. You're not going to kill anyone. (laughs) Like, you're going to look amazing and we're going to do this right. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool to hear. We all have a bit of a girl crush on. Oh, my God. The crush is real. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so when you started, you were a rookie. We've yeah. established this. Yes. <laughs> like, bare bones rookie. How do you feel like that's uh, developed through season two where you're at now? I thought you were going to be like, what level are you now? Yeah, like, Please exactly. Tell us. On, like, a scale of I'm an intermediate one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely, I will say, I think, I think Carmen this year is one of maybe, confidently I can say, three characters who really wrestle a lot. Yeah. Um, I think that... Because of her knowledge, she's supposed to be wrestling, and that makes me obviously have to do all these things. So I think, obviously, you know, my skill level has really jumped a lot, but a lot of people ask this, would you ever go and, like, wrestle in WWE or Lucha? And I have to respectfully say no, because I'm so, so low on the scale of skill-wise, you know? And, like, I'm not oblivious to that like I'm not coming out and be like yeah I'm a wrestler I can kick your ass <laughs> I don't want to because I know I can't you know and I think that's okay like the fun in it is to continue to learn and to continue to get those skills to where we want to go I mean I can't give too much away but Kate Nash and I who plays Britannica slash Rhonda mm-hmm. we have a move this year that ugh it's insane <laughs> like it's insane all the girls after when we shot it leapt up from the bleachers and ran it and we're just chanting holy shit holy shit like <laughs> you were a real wrestling match yeah and it was it's just something so nice to feel and just like look over and look at chavo and look at kia and look at marty and just have them be so excited because you nailed something yeah means a lot that's so cool that was no, the most really roundabout excited. answer to that no, question good. i liked it just intermediate one is my level and you like pimped that episode yeah. too you, you yeah. did everything that was great <laughs> that Nailed was it. Good <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, so one thing about the show is um it kind of straddles the line where it talks about is wrestling empowering women or objectifying them it mm-hmm. really sort of looks at both sides i mean i'd feel i feel i'm gonna answer the question for you julian's <laughs> looking at me like Lindsay, this isn't about what? you this is a thing i do but for me the show is empowering for yeah. sure um but what it looks at with regards to the business and how it treats the women it does look at both sides yes so how do you feel about that dichotomy Ooh. I know. Julian's looking Ooh, at me now because he was she like, you've got to say it. I was like, I don't want to say it. And I said Word it. of the day. Dichotomy. <laughs> dichotomy. Um, I agree with you. I think that the show is empowering. And I think one interesting thing about it, I know in the original Glow, um, I don't know that the reason behind it, I'm just using this as an example, but they had a match that was basically the wrestlers in just, like, lingerie. Mm-hmm. It's the lingerie match episode. A bunch of wrestling yeah. happens until quite recently. Yeah. And I feel like with our show, yes, these girls are doing some things that are objectifying them, but they are doing it on their own terms. They're doing it for their own reason. And I think that that's where the empowerment comes from. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's, yes, it's creepy Studio executive males telling you we need more boobs, we need more butt, but it's you doing it in the way that you see fit. Yeah. 
um, Betty Gilpin, who plays uh, Debbie slash Liberty Bell. God, we have so many names. Um, (laughs) I'm just now realizing it. Um, (laughs) She made a comment where basically she was saying that last season she thinks that people are going to come for like the boobs but they're going to yeah. stay for the, the message oh the message yeah <laughs> Zing. um and i kind of feel like that's how really we portray yeah. the business where we understand that you have to get people in it's just how do you keep them there and that's yeah. where the empowerment comes from yeah Does no that makes, that makes perfect sense you're already like better than where the WWE are so cool, like cool. well done good cool. work and i think for me the the thing that quite i was find so interesting as well is um the first season obviously was pre the me too movement yes and the second season is obviously i mean i'm assuming you were filming and putting it together right in the thick of it yeah did you feel that was that a sense of that happening on set um i think i mean i think this is one thing about our show a lot of people last year were trying to say that like oh you know they're throwing these feminist issues at us like they're doing all these things and it's like We're not throwing feminist issues. We're throwing human issues at you. We're talking about so many different universal things, marriage, relationship, careers, abortions, drugs, alcohol. You know, we're bringing so many things that everyone can relate to. And I think in the instance of the Me Too movement, you will get some of that on season two of Glow, but it's not to purposely be a part of that movement. It is to say, hey, this is what happened to women in 1985. Yeah. This is what happened to these women in 1985 in this space. Yeah. And we're just trying to show you that really it's not a couple women out there who are just now coming forward. This is something that has been happening and unfortunately is continuing to happen. Oh, yeah. Unless we do something about it. So you will... um you will see those things happening in season two. And it's interesting. There's a lot of different reactions from the characters that I think is great. We're not coming out and saying this is wrong. This is right. We're coming out and saying like, this is what happened. These are the sides of the story. Yeah. That's going to be so interesting. If you'd see it from such a female oriented cast, it's yes. going to be interesting to see, yes. it, especially in a period piece. I know. Mm. Uh, Glow was recently featured as the cover story in Entertainment Week. Yay! Congratulations. Thanks. That was so cool. Uh, you guys talked a lot in that piece about how the cast is really close. Yeah. And how you guys are all real friends. Yeah. Uh, what's that like? How is it being in a big old group of friends that wrestle and film a TV show and just love each other so much? I think it's really interesting. I'll answer that part of the question, but I just think it's really interesting <laughs> because I made a comment last year about how we all are on like a group text. Like we mm-hmm. have a group WhatsApp, That's all 15 ridiculous. of us. That I'm was steal like, your phone and get in it just well, so you know. That was the thing that be awkward. everybody wanted to talk about. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, do other casts not do this? <laughs> not like do this. it was so strange. And I've been on a couple other shows since and I know the other girls have and mm-hmm. we always text each other and like we really have something very special. Yeah. I mean, we all are very close. And I think it was because of the wrestling. I mean, before shooting, we start one month prior yeah. and we do a wrestling camp five days a week, three to four hours a day. Amazing. Yeah. And so it's like you kind of have to become close as these women's because you really are kind of putting this is going to sound so dramatic. <laughs> if you have like a sound effect, put it in. You <laughs> he's got so yeah. ready. Ooh, he's looking. <laughs> you really do have to kind of trust your life to these women, you know, like I literally threw Kia from about five feet up and slammed her down on the floor. Like yeah. you have to put your trust in each other. And I think that carried over to just getting to know each mm-hmm. other and really bonding and actually having conversations that yeah. don't just have to do with your job, but about your life. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, we are really close. I can't We're even gross. like get comfortable enough to do a yoga class with other humans. So like, I mean, how we, you're doing we this? We literally have our faces in each other's vaginas. Yeah. There's no way like, you can't hey, be close. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to s- not like that person. Yeah. I've sweat on all of them so at nice this point. Yeah. I want that. I want yeah. that for me. I'm, I, I could want ball that for it. all of yeah, us. Just... <laughs> <laughs> sweat on your friends. Friendship lasts. Yeah, it's friendship bracelets. So <laughs> so 1996. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so if you could. Feud. I'm going off. I'm going off sheet. Ooh. Yeah. If you could feud with any other TV cast, <gasps> who would it be? If we could feud with it. Oh. I know. I'm sorry. Such a dick question. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm gonna change your question. Fair. I don't think we would feud, but if I needed to make a TV cast army, I think yeah. we would definitely recruit the Handmaid's Tale girls. Excellent. And. Orange is the new black girls. Oh, every yeah, everyone's toast. Like I feel like if we could just combine to make like an epic army. Yeah. Cause like the Handmaid's Tale girls are really smart. Yeah. Like I think that they could go ahead and just like attack the patriarchy and get yeah. into any like government office we need. True. Then we come in with the muscle. We can like actually fight people. And then we got the orange girls who we can kind of use their seedy underbelly. Yeah, they're a little bit of everything. Like yeah, you need to shiv someone. Yes. Or like I just need a guy who can get some stuff to get yeah. into the place. Or just like commit some crime, some yeah. light crimes. They have the connections. Yeah. So we got the connection girls, we got the nice. muscle, we got the brains. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, even from a wrestling standpoint, you got your stables there yes. too. So it's nice. You got your WCW, you got yes. your NWA. You got... Exactly. I would I'm not saying I would pay to watch that, but I would pay to watch that. Netflix, just putting putting it out there. I'd pay to watch that. Because I mean, technically, Handmaid's Tale was written in the 80s. Right? Yeah, no, it's perfect. Yeah. Let's just, we'll, well, when we've done the cheerleading. Yeah, after that. the script. That will be our pilot. We'll, we'll, yeah, we're on this. It's fine, you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have a really, we have a really fun season. We talk about some weird stuff. We talk about some serious stuff. Um, we have... I will say we have two episodes that are just crazy out of this world. Um, I can't tell you more. I'm under. Oh, I'm under. I'm under. Um, Signed many things. Yeah. So many <laughs> NDAs. <laughs> You'll see. Three like, weeks, Julian, guys. turn the mics off. Yeah, seriously. Wink. Wink. Why like... is that light still on? <laughs> It'll be fine. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. So yeah, Brittany Young playing Cameron Wade, Yay. aka Machu Picchu, on the Netflix season glow. I can't believe season two is already here. I know. Season I'm ready. Two. I'm ready. I mean I'm re- I was there. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I mean, ready. You were there. You're you're beyond ready. I didn't get to see a lot of stuff. Well, there you go. And yeah. it'll be on Netflix for us all to see. Yeah. To binge in twenty four hours, do it. I'm not saying I'm taking a day, but I'm taking a day. I mean, Excellent. We should all do that. Yeah. <laughs> National Glow Day. Yeah. Oh, campaign starts here. <laughs> starts here. Starts Bing. now. It's my platform. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, our hosts were Danielle Radford and Mike Eagle, along with me, Hal Lublin. Thank you to Lindsay Kelk for her interview this week. Be sure to listen to her every single week on the Full Coverage Podcast. And very quickly, all of the Nation of Conversation members in Philadelphia and the greater tri-state area of Philadelphia. I am coming there at the end of June. I have two shows on June 23rd at the Philadelphia Improv Theater with my buddy Mark Gagliardi. We're going to be doing two We Got This shows, one at 5 p.m., uh, one at 8 p.m. That one's got a VIP ticket. If you want to do a meet and greet beforehand, we'd sure be happy to see you. Put it on your calendar. 
and go to bit.ly forward slash we got Philly 2018 for all of the details. What about y'all? Anything? Um, I am working with Gamma Ray TV doing a live wrestling show at 9.30 a.m. on um, a Thursday. So it's me, Ify Wadaway, and Ify. Rachel. I know. And Rachel Evans. Rachel. Um, and that is on twitch.tv slash Gamma Ray underscore TV. Um, this podcast is very analysis based. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say right now, that podcast is is petty-based. Uh, or not podcast, <laughs> but that that one is more like, well, why would you give that air? Why would you give that air time? Why would you give that gossip this and that? Uh, that's where I'm going to do it at because I'm real petty. So if you want to watch me <laughs> and Ify and Rachel do some analysis, but also a lot of just like making fun of stuff and being real soups petty, um, every Thursday at 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and whatever it is and other times, go to twitch.tv slash gamma ray, um, G-A-M-M-A-R-A-Y underscore TV. Um, that's where the pettiness part of me lives. It's a petty party. It's a petty party. Mike? I am going to be doing this thing called Livewire Radio in Portland, Oregon this mm. weekend with Paula Tompkins. Yeah. Um, check that out. And then here in L.A. on June 13th, I'm doing a show at the Union with my friend No Can Do for his album release party. So if you're into the rap musics, come check that out. Yay! Do it, do it, do it. Our producer is the Prince of Pod, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that now, always, and forever. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you love the show, I told you at the top, I'm telling you again right now, hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, share us with all of your friends. Let's get this nation growing and growing and growing. Thank you so much to all of the Maximum Fun members who have part of their monthly contribution kicked towards us to keep the lights on when we are here recording. We sure do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Woo! Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.